0: Good morning, CBC family. This morning we're going to talk about prayer, and it's the beginning of a series about six messages. It's going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9. We're going to talk about what God is like from how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. They came to him on one occasion and asked, Lord, how should we pray? And Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner, not a prescription, uh, doesn't have to be, you know, this particular prayer. But pray like this, with these kinds of elements, understanding who God is. I'd like us to look this morning at who God is and what we can expect from him. So, from this passage, we see first and foremost that God is our Father. There is this sense of possession that he's my God, my dad. I belong to him and he belongs to me. Now, I have a special relationship with my biological kids that I don't have outside my family. And there are certain privileges and responsibilities that we have as parents to our kids we can discipline them speak truth into their lives have certain expectations from them all of these because of the relationship that we have with them God is to be addressed as your father you belong to him and as a father he has created you in his image for him and to be in relationship with him every dad wants a relationship with his child that's just part of that parent-child relationship you love that kid you want to be with them all the time but you say i have a problem with the father image of god my dad wasn't exactly the ideal father he wasn't there for me or didn't really want to spend time with me his expectations were way too high If I got a B plus, he wanted an A. You know, Um, he was overly critical. Maybe he wasn't the greatest role model for you. He said, do as I say, not as I do, kind of thing. Well, in contrast to that, Jesus said to his disciples, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, just think of your father in heaven who at his core is good. He gives good gifts to his kids all the time because that's, who he is, he's good. I'd like us to look at seven things about our father that we can count on by looking at the Sermon on the Mount and going backwards from this prayer and seeing what Jesus expects God's kids to look like. I look like my dad in a lot of ways. People could tell that we were related because of how we talked and certain physical characteristics. You are to look like your Father in heaven. He says in 548, You shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so, all the things that Jesus is expecting from those who are part of the kingdom are the things that are true about God. When you come to God in prayer, what can you expect from Him? First of all, you can know that He knows what you need before you even ask. So he says, get to the point with God. Don't go round the block. Don't think that you've got to coerce God into doing what you want him to do. He knows what's best for you. He's your father. And he knows what you need. He understands you. And unlike your earthly father, he's omniscient. He knows your thoughts and your intentions. And he will give you good gifts. So you have a father who knows you. Secondly, he wants you. When you come to your father, he says go into that closet and shut the door behind you. Don't be like those religious leaders who are leveraging prayer for their own personal gain by standing on the street corner and praying in lofty terms so that people could see them and therefore respect them. No, this is about you and your father in heaven. So close the door because His Spirit jealously guards over you and He wants all of your attention. He doesn't want you looking over your, His shoulder at those who are in the room. Come to Him. And then thirdly, He rewards you for doing the right things for the right reasons. Our Father knows the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. That's a wonderful thing because oftentimes our earthly dads don't see what we're trying to do. But your heavenly Father knows that even if you're doing the dishes for the right reason, and in your heart you're giving glory to Him, that He blesses you for that. So that even the simplest things in life can become acts of service and worship to Him. And He rewards you with peace of mind, with joy, and with other kinds of blessings. They come your way. Fourthly, he loves you even when you're bad. Jesus said, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why does he say that to God's kids? Because that's what your father in heaven is like. He loves you even when you're bad. When you were enemies of God, He sent his son and demonstrated the degree of his love by laying down his life for you to cover your sins and to forgive you. That was the extent of his love. It's not based on conditions. It's an unconditional love for all of us. That's how God is. Fifthly, God doesn't give us what we deserve. Jesus said to his followers, he says, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, if someone asks you for your shirt, give him your coat. If he asks you to go one mile, go two. Why? Because that's what your father is like. So when you come to him in prayer, understand that you come to a merciful God who does not give you what you deserve. He gives you far more because he is a God of mercy and a God of grace. And one of those things that he gives us is time. He's not willing that any should perish. And so he withholds his hand of judgment so that we can learn the lessons and hopefully come back to him because he is after our heart, not just our performance, not our conduct, but our hearts. Sixthly, he is a man of his word jesus said to his followers let your yes be yes and your no be no why because that's what your father in heaven is like he has given you promises three thousand five hundred and seventy three at someone's count throughout the scriptures all these promises are god's word to us he has said this is what you can count on for me all the time so take him at his word trust in his promises and know that he will deliver on those promises. Seventhly, God is the ultimate promise keeper. In other words, he is committed to you. And Jesus uses the picture of marriage. He says, Moses gave you a cert- said that you could give your wife a certificate of divorce and send her away. But from the beginning, this is not the way it was intended. Why? Because God is a covenant God. And when he calls you to himself, it is for life and for eternity. He is a promise keeper. What a wonderful God we have. As a result, we're to be like him. And that's the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount. We're to be chips off the old block. We're to be imitators of God, as Paul says, and walk in love just as God also loved us and gave himself up for us. So there are two other things that need to be mentioned about our Father as a basis for this relationship with Him in prayer. And that is that He is in heaven. That's His space. It's a holy space. It's where God dwells. And it's where Jesus went. And He said, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. That's where He's going to take us. That's our hope. That's the holy place that God has prepared for us to enjoy throughout eternity. And then finally, that our Father is to be treated with awesome respect. His name is to be hallowed, treated with holiness. He is pure and absolutely perfect in all his attributes. Treat him with respect. As we get familiar with him as our Father, do not let the familiarity breed contempt or a casualness with Him that disrespects Him. Always know that He is both your Father and also a consuming fire. And He is not partial. So, honor Him as you come to Him in prayer. Realize that you come to one that you can only approach through His Son, Jesus Christ, who made that way possible by His death on the cross for you. You, too, can be holy as you approach your Heavenly Father because of what Jesus has done for you. So, what's your dad like? He knows you, he wants you, he rewards you, he loves you unconditionally, shows mercy, keeps his word, and he's committed to you forever. What a great God we have. And this is the one we come to in prayer, freely, at any time of the day or night. And draw near in relationship to him. Now let's close with our benediction. Now to him who was able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.